I'm Dan Mary. You're listening to Daily to Kaina podcast where we talk story about all things wellness, from health, mindset to spirituality, and how it relates to a kanaka way of living to get us back to our pono state of being, which is to just be happy and healthy. I am your host, Kehao Paulo, a Native Hawaiian lifestyle coach, founder of Mata Earth over on Instagram, and your wellness bestie. Hey there, Mary. It's Kehao, and this is Season 3, Episode 3, and I'm calling it Hustle Like Our Kupuna. Our kupuna or skilled entrepreneurs in their own right. They relied on their natural resources and their ingenuity to create thriving businesses that sustained their families and their ahupua'a or their community, the lahui. They um, did things like farming and fishing, weaving, carving. They used their talents and their knowledge to create products that were both functional and also really beautiful. Now, as modern day entrepreneurs, we have the same spirit of ingenuity and resourcefulness that our kupuna had. We may use different tools and technologies, but we're still using our creativity and our problem solving skills to build solid businesses that contribute to our communities. So by tapping into the wisdom and knowledge of our kupuna wisdom and knowledge, and not the same thing anyway, we can actually learn really valuable lessons about entrepreneurship that are still relevant today. We can learn the importance of hard work, persistence, adaptability, as well as the value of building strong relationships and networks. Today, as we carry on their legacy, we have the opportunity to utilize modern technology and resources to create businesses that truly align with our passions and our values. And it's important to recognize that our gifts, our skills, our talents are valuable And it's okay to charge money for them. We shouldn't let people make us feel guilty or ashamed for seeking financial compensation for our work. Because if you've been a listener of my podcast, you guys know how important that even exchange of energy is. Energy is a currency, yeah? A frequency. So your currency is your time, your energy, and your money. And so when you are taking time to create products, and then you are you are asking for somebody to give you an exchange of energy in in compensation for that time you you put into this work, and it turns out to be money. That is an even exchange of energy. Okay, so by charging money for our services or our products, we're not only supporting ourselves and our ohana but we're also contributing to the economic growth and stability of our communities, right? Whether that's the auntie down the road that does the lomi or the uncle over there who sells his papayas from his papaya, right? It's important to have a healthy mindset around money and recognize its power to positively impact our lives and those around us. So honor our kupuna by embracing our entrepreneurial spirit and creating businesses that reflect our culture and values. And I could go into a whole 
rabbit hole about capitalism and how we sh everybody should be an entrepreneur. Like, I don't know if that's the Aries and Capricorn in me, but I feel like as Hawaiians, we all should have our own businesses so that we don't have to rely on the haole, right? The haole that put themselves in power because we would be able to, to run our own shit, yeah? But anyway, I digress. Um, but let's honor ourselves by recognizing the value of our work and charging what it's worth. Now, our kupuna, they possessed a wealth of wisdom and knowledge when it came to entrepreneurship. They were experts at creating and sustaining successful businesses, whether it was through fishing or farming or other endeavors. One of the key lessons that we can learn from them is the importance of hard work and perseverance. They understood that success doesn't come overnight and that it takes dedication and persistence to achieve your goals now if you have a funky mindset around success i highly recommend listening to season three episode two i just recorded this yesterday go check that out another lesson that we can learn from our kupuna is the value of building strong relationships with our clients our customers and our community members you know, they understood that their success, right? I'm using the word success very loosely, um, but it was tied to the well-being of the Lahui. And they worked hard to cultivate positive relationships with those that are around them. And by doing that, they were able to create loyal customers or clients, whatever you want to say, that supported their businesses for generations. Like families were, were working with out of families all the time. Now, in addition, our kupuna were masters at using limited resources to create thriving businesses because they didn't have all the things. They never have Amazon. Yeah. So it was like it was whatever was there from Aina. Yeah. From the ocean. And they were very innovative and super resourceful. They found ways to make the most of what they had. Nowadays, we're super wasteful. Yeah, let's just be real. But this is a lesson that is especially relevant today because a lot of entrepreneurs face challenges such as limited funding and resources. And finally, it's really important to remember that our kupuna understand, understood the value of their gifts and their talents they didn't shy away from charging for their goods and their services however it was like okay give me you give me one one pua'a then i can i can give you fish for like you know one i don't know however many pomahina or i don't i don't know what they would say but you get what i mean right so they would do this exchange thing yeah so you know they they understood that you know their hard work and expertise in whatever it was that they were doing or making deserved fair compensation so it's really important for us to remember this lesson not let anybody make us feel guilty for charging money for our own gifts and our talents and by looking at the wisdom and knowledge of our kupuna is basic um foundational manao ike whatever you like to say we can gain so much valuable insights into what it takes to be a successful 
entrepreneur today. So even if you're broke and you don't have the money to, to have overhead costs, you can figure it out. I know. Okay. The only thing that's going to cost you is your time. So now we're going to get into more, um, I don't know what you call it, more modern stuff that you would have to know for business. Um, this first one is about identifying a profitable niche, right? So our kupuna, like they knew, like I'm the coconut tree guy. So I can, I can make the canoes. Um, maybe I can give you some coconut oil. I don't know, right? Like the, this is the fisherman. This one grows kalo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's the one that has the huli and, and has the, the lo'i or whatever, right? So like everybody had a niche. So if you want to turn a hobby that you have into something that's going to become like a money-making machine for you, you got to know what the people want before you start selling them stuff, right? So we're going to talk about um, how you can identify a niche that's going to bring in the kala. One way to find that sweet spot is to ask people. It's like conducting surveys, right? Gathering data from potential customers or clients because that's going to give you insight on what the need is, what they're willing to pay for. And then you can also check out what's what's popping, right? On social media, see what your target audience is interested in. You got to focus on one specific group of people and that is called your target audience. That way, you you can create a solid marketing plan and build a, a, a brand that really speaks to them. So I'm going to give you guys some steps on how you can find that profitable niche and, and build a brand that's on point for you. First one is look for gaps in the market. Instead of going with the flow and following what's popular in your industry, try to identify gaps in the market that you could potentially fill with your product or your service. And these gaps could be unmet needs, could be untapped audiences, or even overlooked um, like geographical locations. Number two, get personal. Personal. What you want to do is is look within yourself and your own experiences to find a unique perspective that you can offer through your business. So your personal story and your background could be what sets you apart from competitors. And that's going to attract loyal uh, a loyal customer base for you. Number three is to embrace your quirks. You know, don't be afraid to let your personality shine through in your business. Your quirks and your uniqueness, your, your unique interests could be what makes your brand stand out and appeal to a specific audience. And that is what you want. You don't want to attract everybody in their mata, right? You want to attract the people that are your people, <laughs> if that makes sense. And the only way you're going to attract those people is by being your true, authentic self. If you're pretending, if you're putting on a ma mask, you're attracting people who are, uh, um, who are attracted to the mask, not you. Number four, focus on a specific problem. So instead of trying to solve all the problems in your industry, focus on solving one specific problem really, really well. 
This is going to help you become known as an expert in that area and build a, a strong reputation. Number five is to emphasize your values. So, um, you know, consider what values and beliefs are important to you and how they can be reflected in your business. This can, this is going to help to attract like-minded customers and differentiate you from competitors. Again, it's kind of like being your true authentic self. Number six is to leverage technology. Use tech, tech, technological, I don't know what the word is, tools um, and platforms to gather data, get insights about your target audience, as well as to reach and engage with them. And this can help you stay on top of industry trends and adapt to changing customer needs. And then lastly, consider alternative revenue streams. So in addition to your core business Consider one way or other ways, I should say, to generate revenue like um, affiliate marketing or digital products because this can help di diversify your income and create additional opportunities for growth. Okay, so here's where we're going to get into like, actually, is it this part? Maybe it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's the next segment. Okay, so this one we're going to be talking about... What am I talking about? Building your brand. So when it comes to building a solid business around your passion, creating a brand that speaks to your target audience, a strong brand is going to differentiate you from your competitors and establish your business as a um, reputable and trustworthy source. And one of the most essential elements of a solid brand is a strong and memorable logo. A well-designed logo is gonna help create a visual identity for your business and make it easier for people to recognize and remember your brand. And it's important to ensure that your logo is aligned with your brand's values and messaging. Messaging and tone are really important components of building a brand. Your messaging should be very clear, concise, and very consistent, reflecting your brand's values and goals. Your tone should be authentic to you, not somebody else, right? It'll automatically resonate with your target audience because, again, you're not wearing the mask, right? So it doesn't matter if it's professional, if it's casual, someplace in between, as long as it's you, your voice, your style, um, you. Another key aspect of building a solid brand is community building. You know, this can be through social media engagement, email marketing, other tactics that foster this sense of connection and loyalty among your customers. So building a community around your brand can help create brand advocates who will spread the word about your business. And that's going to help to attract new customers to you. Okay, this is where we get into the, the thick of it, I guess you could say. It's the meat and potatoes of the episode. And it's all about developing your business plan. So turning your passion into a profitable business. Where do I start? Okay, so once you have identified a profitable niche, you built a strong brand. The next step is to 
develop a, a solid business plan. So a business plan is your compass. It guides your business towards whatever success looks like for you. So it, it's going to detail your goals and your strategies and your financial projections. And I think it's really important to do this to, to in order to have a very clear vision as to what you want to achieve, how you plan to achieve that, right? And as an entrepreneur, when you look, when you're, when you're trying to take your, your hobby or your passion and turn it into a profitable business, having a plan is really going to be your roadmap to getting to where you want to, like the reason why you're doing this, right? So when you have this comprehensive business plan, you're going to be able to overcome challenges that come with running a business and stay on track to achieve whatever your goals are. And so by staying focused on your business plan, you're going to have like a career, a, a career, a very clear um, direction. You're going to have, um, I feel like a lot more clarity on what steps that you need to take in order to reach where you want to go. So first, let's talk about financial projections. So a solid business plan is going to have financial projections. Not my favorite part, but this is all about forecasting revenue and expenses because that's going to determine the financial feasibility of your business. So I'm going to give you guys some little details on how you can create a realistic financial projection. The first thing is you, you want to begin with revenue projections. So start by estimating your revenue based on factors like um, market demand, competition, and pricing, and make very conservative estimates and consider also worst case scenarios. The next thing you want to do is determine your break-even point. This is the point where your revenue covers your expenses. So you want to consider both fixed and variable costs associated with your business, like rent, supplies, marketing expenses, etc., um, the next thing is to estimate your expenses. So you want to take into account all of your fixed and variable costs, including salaries, if that's a thing, utilities, marketing expenses, like I said, don't forget to include unexpected costs and factor in inflation because, you know, it's going to go up. OK, I, I almost went into it, but I'm, I'm not I'm not doing it on this episode. The next thing you want to do is to calculate your cash flow. This is the amount of money that flows in and out of your business every single month. So a positive cash flow is what you need in order to pay bills and invest in growing the business bigger. And then lastly, consider funding options. You know, determine how you're going to fund your business, whether it's through loans, investors, grant money, your personal savings, evaluate the interest rates, the terms and the repayment schedules for the op- the different options. But creating a realistic financial <coughs> projection is going to help you make informed decisions about your business. And that's going to ensure that you're on the right path when it comes to your finances for your business. Next is your marketing strategy. So as important as it is to have a profitable niche, a strong brand, it's equally important to have a well thought out marketing strategy so that you are going to reach your target audience and you're going to grow your business. 
So these are some key elements for effective marketing strategies. Um, the first one is to understand your target audience. And some of these tips that I'm going to be giving you, or I don't know what to call them, some of these things I'm going to be sharing, it's like I might have mentioned it before. They kind of overlap. But anyway, the first one is to understand your target audience. Identify who your ideal customer is. Usually it's you. Um, but anyway, okay. So identify who the ideal customer is. Create um, marketing messages that are going to resonate with them. And if, it, if you... Right. If you're a mom that needs to lose 40 pounds, then you know exactly what type of marketing message that you need to put out that's going to resonate with them because it's going to be something that resonates with you. So you need to consider their their needs, their pain point, the solution you want to offer, whether their preferences are um, their behavior when they're develop. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Anyway, who cares? But you get what I'm saying. Just consider all the things. Um the next one is to create a strong brand identity. Again, we kind of talked about this, but developing a unique brand identity that's going to set you apart from the competition. This includes creating a memorable brand name. Like I said, the logo, the, the design, right? Visually appealing logo, um, developing a consistent brand voice and tone. The third thing would be a consistent messaging. We talked about that too. So making sure that your marketing messaging um, is consistent across all channels, including your social media, your email marketing, your advertising, all that kind of stuff, right? This is going to create a, a, a cohesive brand identity and it helps build trust with your audience. The fourth thing is to utilize multiple channels. So using multiple marketing channels to reach your target audience like social media, email marketing, paid advertising, content marketing. This helps to increase your brand exposure and reach a wider audience. The fifth thing is to create valuable content. Developing valuable content that informs, educates, and entertains your audience super important. This can be blogs, this can be reels or TikToks, this can be infographics, these can be like social media posts that have quotes on it or whatever. And then lastly, analyzing and adjusting strategies. Very, very important. Constantly. You're going to be doing this continuously. Analyze your marketing strategy strategies to see what's working and what's not. Because why keep on investing in paid advertising if it's only being shown to five people or if it's being shown to 5,000 people and only five of them are clicking? Like, is it worth it? So you'll have to adjust your strategies accordingly to improve your results and achieve your marketing goals. So by incorporating these these little, I don't know, I, I would just call them like key elements. Like this is the foundational stuff into your marketing strategy you are going to be better equipped to effectively reach and engage your target audience and grow your business. Um, let's see. You know, I mean, do I want to talk about this? So, you know, for social media advertising, I know a lot of people like to do that. I don't. But it, it can be an effective way to reach a large audience and drive traffic to your website or your storefront. you got platforms like... Um, Instagram and Facebook that allow you to target specific demographics and interests, even, yeah, I was going to say locations, but isn't that demographics? And that 
helps to ensure that your message is reaching the right people. So maybe you want to market to just people in Hawaii, right? Um, another effective strategy is email marketing. So that involves building an email list of interested subscribers, regularly sending out newsletters and promotional emails. And this can help keep your brand at the top of their mind. Yeah, it drives sales and conversions. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think we're good for that. I'm going to leave it at that. This is a really, this is a very, that was a lot of freaking information talking about building your business plan. I'm going to start wrapping it up because I feel like this was, this is such a heavy episode because it's just so much info and I really feel like I'm just brushing the surface to be honest. But, um, lastly, you know, you want to set goals and track progress, very critical components of building a, a, I want to use success very loosely, but building a successful business. Because if you don't got clear goals, it's really easy to lose focus and get sidetracked by distractions. So by setting specific, measurable, I, I talked about this like a couple times already, but specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals, which are called SMART goals, you are going to be able to stay on track and make progress toward whatever your vision is for your business. So tracking progress is equally as important because it allows you to evaluate your pro. Well, I would I wouldn't say your progress, but your performance, and and then you'll be able to make the those adjustments as you need to. So these are some tips for tracking your progress and making adjustments along the way. The first one is to establish benchmarks. So before you start tracking your progress, you want to establish benchmarks for what success looks like to you for your business. So this could be a certain number of sales, a specific level of revenue, or certain number of social media followers. Number two is to use data. Use data to track your, your progress toward your benchmarks. And so this could be sales data, website analytics, social media metrics, customer feedback. Number three is to evaluate regularly. Set regular interval and intervals for evaluating your progress. So you could do like weekly or monthly check-ins. Um, this is going to allow you to identify any trends and then you'll be able to make adjustments as you need to. Um, and then fourth, you know, make adjustments. Yeah. So if you're not making progress towards your benchmarks, don't be afraid to make um, adjustments to your strategy. So this this could involve, you know, changing your marketing tactics. It could be adjusting your pricing strategy. It could be pivoting your business model. Fifth one is really important, and that is to celebrate your successes. Don't forget to celebrate your successes along the way. Celebrating small wins can help keep you motivated and on track towards achieving your larger goals. So by setting goals and tracking the progress, you're going to be able to stay focused on what you want to achieve and then make adjustments as necessary so that you're on the right path towards whatever success looks like for you. That was a thick boy, but I truly hope that you enjoyed learning about how it's natural for us to be entrepreneurs 
it's in our DNA because our kupuna were also entrepreneurs. And also learn learning how to turn your passions into profit. But remember, with the right strategies, the right mindset, you can build a successful, I'm again using that word very loosely, a successful business doing what you love to do. Mahalo for tuning in today to Kind. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode and share them with your friends and your family who might enjoy it too. Leave a review because that helps me reach more listeners and improve the show. And also you can follow me on my personal page on Instagram at Kehau because it's been a lot of fun connecting with you guys. So Mahalo Nui Loa and until next time, Ahui Ho.